views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732-748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Good evening, and thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I am Lauren Cardinal, your host. If you want to change your life, it starts with changing your mind. So thank you for listening live now on Oldies 107.9 WOLD, now serving even more of Central Jersey at 95.1 FM, and recordings of the show being played on 97.5 in Sussex County on Saturday mornings. This show, Here's the Thing, is about you and for you. I am a certified life coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and we talk about what's important to you. If you have something to ask or share, please do. In the meantime, thank you for listening, and thank you for, to my podcast listeners. I'm excited to be here with you tonight, and I want to welcome all of my new listeners, as well as my regular listeners. So our negative thoughts. Negative thoughts can create anxiety, anger, resentment, jealousy, an array of emotions. Negative thinking is normal. However, if this way of thinking becomes incessant, it can lead to depressive thoughts, depressive feelings, self-destructive behavior like addictions, derailing us from what we want most in life. At a minimum, negative thinking saps our energy. It erodes our self-confidence and can put us in a bad mood. Certainly many would agree that our thoughts come and go so quickly that it seems impossible to notice them, but with awareness and an attitude of self-compassion, we can redirect our negative thoughts to more positive ones. Tonight, along with my special guest, Donna Miller, we'll talk about the power of thoughts and self-talk as thought precedes form. And Donna will share with us about her journey as an example of what is possible for all of us. If you're feeling stuck, if you're stressed out with no time for you, a partner, or maybe your kids, you want it all, but you feel you've lost yourself a bit. If you want freedom, you want success, and you want to be happy. You don't want to fail, and you're tired of wasting time. If you need to do something, and you're tired of trying to figure it out on your own, and you don't know what to do differently, it may be time to change now. I've said it many times before, if you want to change your results, it starts by changing your mind. My coaching program called Mind-Based Results Coaching combines coaching, hypnotherapy, psychology, neuro-linguistic programming to produce a pragmatic, rapid, transformative, and lasting effect. Mind-Based Results Coaching addresses the root cause of issues and difficulties, not the symptoms. If you're ready to stop suffering from the same hidden blocks, never-ending challenges, pain and fear that keep you from creating a successful and fulfilling life, and you want to feel relief from stress and anxiety, then mind-based results coaching could be for you. 
please visit my website for more information or you can call 973-418-2170 and that's also where you can sign up for my newsletter that comes out every Thursday. So last week's show, actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, was about whether our current beliefs are poisoning our potential. The beliefs we formed so long ago may have protected us when we were young and that's why we hold on to them for so long. As an adult, however, these beliefs may no longer serve a purpose. They may even be a hindrance. If we feel stuck in the present, it could be because our lives have changed, but our beliefs have remained constant. So we spoke about how we form those beliefs, why they stick around, and what we can do to change them in order to really live up to our potential. And if you want to hear that show, again, Are Your Beliefs Poisoning Your Potential?, that was from January 29th. You can find that on my website. All of my podcasts are, listen, are listed on there. And that's www.laurencardinal.com, or you can find them on iTunes. Um, in addition to welcoming listeners on 107.9 and 95.1, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK 97.5, broadcasting pre-recorded shows from Sussex County Community College on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. And I want to give a special shout-out to Ruth from Ogdensburg. And as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at woldradio.com, through the TuneIn Radio app on your phone, or the free Apple device app. So tonight, we're talking more about how your thoughts create your reality. And my special guest is Donna Miller from C3 Workplace. Now, for the show that I did about the beliefs that could be poisoning your potential, it's in that vein that I wanted to include Donna Miller as part of the show. Upon meeting Donna, it became apparent to me that she not only lives her life to the fullest, but that despite various challenges in life, because we all have them, she absolutely directed the course of her life. And while we can listen to programs and podcasts with various political leaders and business leaders in the world, those you know, the leaders of the free world, those who may be guarded by security guards because they're so big and powerful. There are people in our world, there are people next to you, there are people around you that are making these changes in their beliefs and their thoughts and directing their lives. And to me, Donna is an example of that. And I think it's important to be reminded that these people are around us. And the the point is that directing our thoughts and directing our lives is open to every single one of us. And Donna's going to come on the show in just a minute to share that experience, and we'll learn how she applies it to her her own life, the thinking and um, the thoughts that proceed form. So Donna and her husband of 28 years live in Morris County. As an empty nester, she and her husband love to travel, and you can often find her on a beach, blogging, or writing. I don't know. That seems like a pretty great way to direct your life, right? Great. So let's welcome Donna on the show. Donna, are you there? I am, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, great to have you. Great to have you. Thanks for coming on. So C3 Workplace, obviously I'm familiar with C3 Workplace. We've spoken about that before. And I have questions about your organization, which I do want to get to, but... First, I wanted to ask a little bit about the journey of Donna that got you to, through your 
young years and got you to the point of starting your business. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And I love the topic that you covered last week um, because I have often said uh, I've been an entrepreneur for so long that sometimes when women are having a conversation about the glass ceiling, I can't quite relate to it because I've carved my own path. Mm. But I have often said that the only ceiling above my head is the one I put there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really can understand the impact of those self-limiting beliefs. So, um, you know, my background is not unlike anyone else's. I grew up in a, uh, a blue-collar house. My dad was a truck driver. My mom was a, was a bookkeeper. There was not a little bit of dysfunction in that family. Um, so you learn to um, take on skills to help you adapt in those situations. Um, I came through high school. Um, when I graduated high school, I went straight out to work because that's what my family did. And um, my initial career path was just rather happenstance. But I know that out of that um, dysfunctional upbringing, a lot of really good things came out of that, and not mm. the least of which was um, a tenacity to stick with things, um, the ability to look at one situation and come up with multiple solutions. And um, when you grow up in a dysfunctional family, the other thing that I developed that was really great was the ability to see around corners. So I was really good at creating contingency plans before the need for them even arose. But my initial career was really very happenstance. I went to work for a chemical company, but this um, this work thing was something I was just innately good at. I'd, I would I would be presented with a situation that was completely new to me, and I would have a solution. I It's just a God-given talent. And so I worked in one industry for quite a few years, um, started as a secretary and worked my way up. Um, when I left that company, I was a market manager traveling um, around the country selling very boring chemicals, which is basically why I left. Um, (laughs) My mother passed away when I was 24, and as anyone who loses their parents at that age should, even at a young age, you you sit and you go, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Um, This is really not fulfilling. So I left that position, and frankly, at that point, I was doing significantly better than my friends that had gone to college. So, um, But I left the position, handed back the keys to the red um, uh, Nissan 300ZX, which was actually part of my compensation package. That was the hardest part about leaving that job. (laughs) I can Um, understand why. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I went to work in advertising because I have always been intrigued with um, the human reaction to the message. Maybe it's even the thoughts that that instills in people. Um, turns out it wasn't quite as glamorous as I thought. Mm. And um, so so that didn't work out for me. And um, I ended up in the industry that I'm in because I answered um, an ad for an office manager. And I went to this teeny tiny facility. And um, it was a shared office facility. Um, and I understood the concept because that first company I worked for was in a building that had a shared facility, and I just thought it was so logical because 
you know, doctors and lawyers have been doing that forever, so why not business people and entrepreneurs? And um, I worked for him for seven years, and um, another two themes emerged out of that uh, position. Um, one, I loved being left to my own resources. He was a completely absentee manager. And um, uh, the second part was I learned there that your greatest disappointment can turn into your greatest blessing. Mm -hmm. um, while I worked for that gentleman, I got married. Um, my husband and ha had two children, so we have, uh, uh, I have raised those two children. Um, we lived in Sussex County. And um, when I left working for um, the place, I, the, the shared facility, I had offered him significantly more than the business was worth to buy it from him. That was our handshake agreement to buy the business from him. He said no, and that's where the devastation came in, but that turned out to be the greatest blessing because mm. I, again, in that, in that ability to just figure things out, um, I took a course on how to write a business plan, and I raised money, and I opened uh, 1.2 miles from where he used to be um, located, and I think that um, what's carried me through my many years in business is some of that, some of those things I learned early on. I mean, my parents, my, my parents didn't instill in me a great work ethic. I, I believed that I could work harder, which I've come to learn may not be actually the case. If I worked hard, I could achieve what I wanted. Um, in that first position, I, I learned that I had some innate skills and um, I had grit. I, I was I was willing to show up and do what needed to happen um, to kind of make the business successful. Mm -hmm. That's quite a story. That's quite a story and a wonderful journey and to be able to learn at I would say pretty early age that lesson of that the greatest disappointment can be the greatest blessing. Absolutely. Pretty remarkable. Absolutely. I'm curious to know and taking a, a couple steps back, uh, you talked sure. about a dysfunctional family. And mm -hmm. I think to a certain extent, all of us have some level of dysfunction in our family. But I'm mm -hmm. curious to know what your thoughts were about you. You mentioned that you were, you, uh, were tenacious and that you always had contingency plans. And maybe that was a result of the dysfunction in the family. But the thoughts about you as you were going through this process. And I'm also curious if you have any siblings then, and were they of the same ilk as you? Um, <clears throat> great, great questions. Um, I have four siblings. Mm. Um, and there was one point in time when we were all in business for ourselves, which I think is pretty remarkable. It says something about my upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, so my my perceptions of myself were, so I grew up in an alcoholic house, and mm. the, the beliefs that I had were beliefs of less than. Mm -hmm. So I have worked very long and very hard to um, overcome those uh, feelings of less than, and what happened was, because at home I had that feeling of less than, when I went to work, and it turned out I was pretty good at this, mm. that's where I got my my validation from mm -hmm. and so I dove headfirst into it and it was where I no longer felt less than excellent 
Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned that your siblings were all in business for themselves, so it stands to reason that there are some parallels there as well. Absolutely. And in fact, I'm in partnership with, with one of my sisters now. We, oh. we work together. Oh, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you were growing up, obviously before you went into the working world, there was a Mm -hmm. period of time that you were at home and weren't able to get that validation. And through that, Mm -hmm. what what were you telling yourself? What did you tell yourself to keep on top of it? How did you learn to develop those contingency plans, let's say? Um, That's a really great question. And frankly, um, I've done a lot of recovery work. So I've done lots of um, journaling and inventories and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Well, I think what led me to have those contingency plans is because in my house, the da- my dad was the alcoholic, um, and I never knew if we were going to have the happy um, dad or mm-hmm. the angry dad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where I think the initial seeding of that creating contingency plans, well, I'll do this if he's this, and I'll do that if he's that. I think that's where that first came from. Um, And as far as coping with those feelings, um, you know, I really don't know that I did a great job initially. Um, I I struggled socially. um, But again, when I went to work, it was like, Mm-hmm. I, it was a fish to water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that began my journey of seeing myself differently than I saw myself at home. Mm-hmm. And that it was it was possible. It sounds like just sort of that. Oh, this is who I've always thought I could be, but wasn't feeling it. Right, and I will say, from a very young age, I'm a person of faith, and from a very young age, even though it was a difficult childhood. Um, in many ways, in other ways, it was you know perfectly normal and whatnot. But I guess that's what dysfunction does. Um, even from a very young age, I knew God had a great plan for me. I knew that I was going to get pulled out of this, and that something better and good was going to come along. And it's only in the last ten, fifteen years that I've remembered that. Mm. And and so you know y- your thoughts. Our, our pathway, and I believe life is also uh, we're uncovering thoughts and we're uncovering memories and we're we're connecting the dots, and I think that's where the healing comes from. Sure, sure. And that I find that fascinating because about knowing from a very young age that God had mm-hmm. a better plan for you, mm-hmm. a bigger plan, and was going to pull you out. Because I don't know that everyone feels that or has connected with that. I, th- I think it's true for everyone that there is a, mm-hmm. a bigger, larger, grander way to express ourselves in this world. Um, and I'm curious if there was any experience that you had, or was it just through your faith and uh, spiritual practice that you became mm-hmm. aware of that? Um, it was uh, through my own spiritual practice and my um, walk uh, in faith and um, the way that I uncover my own thoughts is to get quiet. So for probably 12 years now, 
I start off each day in prayer and meditation, and that's my quiet time. And I journal. I'm a, I'm a, I have cartons full of journals that I have mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, for me, is um, almost God talking through my pen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just have to let the pen write. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's the pen. Um, but I think that the realization that God has something uh, special planned for me was, I mean, you know, 12 years ago, frankly, wasn't that long ago, but um, but I, I came to realize that what I had accomplished was no small feat. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first opened my business and raised money and was in the black within six months and then grew and grew, um, there was still some of that self-limiting doubt that was playing into it, always telling me, you could be further along, you could be further along. Um, but I came to realize that what I had done was pretty significant in and of itself and continues to be significant, but the significance has, has changed. Absolutely significant. And at the time from my discussion with you, uh, when we in a, one of our earlier conversations, you mentioned that you started the business when your children were young. Yes. This yes. wasn't before kids. This is while they were yep. young, which adds a little, a little new, certainly adds dimension to what you were doing and how you were doing it. Right. Well, the other thing is, in, in that uh, family home that I grew up in, uh, fortunately my dad did go into um, recovery, and he was uh, sober the last 10 years of his life, and when he mm. went into um, when he went into um, a facility, you know they have a family meeting, and and it turns out that I was the hero child. <laughs> so mm. I could do everything. I was the person everyone came to. So I got married, and uh, we were. I was commuting from Sussex County to Montclair, which wasn't that big a deal at the time, and uh, you know, instant mom. And turns out, you know, the the kids had some. Um, learning disabilities, and so when I opened the company, it was because I needed to make a certain amount of money, and I wanted to be a mom, so flexibility was really important to me, and when I first opened the business, I had a partner, Um, but at the same time, it just didn't occur to me, commuting, new mom, new business, like, this just seemed somehow normal to me, and in the spirit of, you know, thoughts... um, preceding uh, your, your, your reality, and I, I've always believed that our thoughts become our things, mm-hmm. um, failure never entered my mind. I think it was a little bit naive, but truthfully, failure never entered my mind as a possibility for this business. And if it was naive or if it was God-given, I'm really grateful for it because it just wasn't part of my, my universe. Sure. You know, and there are a couple thoughts that are running through my mind right now, just in terms of, I'm going to, to say it to to listeners, that that meditation comes up again. It comes up in almost every show now, that that meditation is that connection to our mm-hmm. inner guidance, and mm-hmm. that you, are, you pray and meditate and journal. And all of that, the meditation, which I know you and I had talked about, how getting quiet with yourself and being creative to tap into the that right brain that creative brain to come up with the solutions that's all happening there for you on a daily basis and if you were feeling that validation through your work 
and being successful that way, it's almost no wonder you didn't see failure as a possibility because Mm -hmm. it just felt Mm -hmm. too good to be doing what you were doing. It did. And, and, um, and I, everything was going really well. The fact that I was able to raise money was amazing. But, um, you know, the other thing I learned, and I, I think I said this to you during our last conversation, the other thing I have learned during that meditation and prayer time is that I have always had great intuition. Um, whatever it was, the phone would ring, I might know who it is. My children didn't really like the fact that I had great intuition because <laughs> I was able to... <laughs> because they just couldn't believe I was right. And um, But I have come to learn that that voice inside of me is, is God's voice inside of me. And that, mm-hmm. when that connection happened for me, mm-hmm. that's when you can really um, let go and kind of surrender and, and, and know with all confidence that at any given point in time, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, whether it's going swimmingly well or whether you're in a, a storm and there's a lesson to be learned. Mm. And yeah. I feel really blessed. to to have that perspective. And to be able to rely on that now once the message became clear. Right. You know, and I'm I'm curious because I wanted you on on the show to share you and your experience and your thought process and how you directed your life as an example. And obviously, the meditation has come up again, which I mentioned, it just with every topic that I, I mentioned, it seems to, to come up. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to know from your perspective, and with those that maybe you've worked with or mentored in the past, if you see that that type of connection isn't there, or um, that inner trust, let's say, that inner guidance, what do you offer? as um, advice, suggestions, coaching, mentoring uh, for those individuals that you see or work with? So you're saying if I, if I notice that that inner trust is not there? For someone else. Okay. So that's, that's a great question. Um, I would always recommend that they find, um, I, I, I mentioned this to you when we spoke, I have a blog, um, the, um, the, what is your your gym for your genius. So in other words, what are the tools that you're going to use to help you get connected to that voice? Um, Whether it's being in a place that you find inspirational. Um, I may not be as creative sitting at my desk in my office with the fluorescent lights as I am on a beach or by a lake or by water or outside. So um, I would advise someone to find the place where they feel the most connected and the most creative. Um, I would definitely, as you said, encourage them to create um, a regular, consistent plan of quiet time, whatever they want it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, there's two other things that I've done that have worked really well for me is um, I always have a vision board. I Mm -hmm. redo it periodically, but I post that vision board uh, literally in my bathroom. So, you know, when I spend time in the morning getting ready, I'm looking at my vision board, and I'm adding to it, and I'm changing it, um, and journaling. And journaling, for me, is a form of visioning. And mm-hmm. I, I rebranded my company about six years ago, and I knew 
having been in business for, you know, 15, 16 years, that there was something else that I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I spent a lot of time writing and writing and writing of what this next iteration would look like. And, I mean, I could literally show you the journaling that I did. And when I look back now, 95% of what I wrote is, is come to be. Amazing. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. When, if you don't have that connection... I think you can create um, soil that is rich and ready. You can create your own almost garden to be able to nurture that connection and those thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. And I do want to talk to you a little bit about that journal and what was created, how you... um you revamped your business six years ago. Um, we okay. are coming up on a break, so let's just take a quick break, and when we come back, we can pick up right there. Back in a moment. Perfect. And now, back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD. And your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and welcome back. Uh, Tonight we are speaking with Donna Miller from C3 Workplace to talk about her journey and her creation and directing her life, knowing that thoughts create your reality. Uh, just before the break, Donna was sharing with us the suggestions, advice, uh, perspective on how she connects with uh, her intuition, for lack of a better way of saying it, her right brain solution-seeking mind. Um, and also, right before the break, Donna, you shared that about 60 years ago, through your journaling, which you do every morning, you uh, mm-hmm. revamped, essentially, your business. Mm-hmm. Since we haven't really spoken about C3 Workplace, uh, might mm-hmm. be, I think this is a great opportunity to share what it is that C3 Workplace is and does, and then also how that revamp took place six years ago, what, what the sure. change was. Sure. <clears throat> so C3 Workplace, we help businesses to start and grow. We do that by providing on-demand office space out of multiple locations. Uh, We provide all kinds of back office support, virtual assistance, bookkeeping, marketing execution, and um, we also provide quite a bit of education to help those uh, business owners uh, start and grow their businesses. The goal is to help the business owner to focus on driving revenue, uh, which is the most profitable use of their time. So that's what we do, and the C3 stands for Connect collaborate community because I believe in the power of uh, community and we are modeling how to collaborate for our uh, business owners who are growing their businesses. We're modeling collaboration as as a way to fuel your growth, as a way to accelerate your growth. Um, So we've been able to create an amazing community of like-minded and like-valued people and it's been just fantastic. Um, Mm. And so the rebrand Um, The rebrand came as part of my journey of uh, personal growth. Um, 
um, I the the incident. I could tell you the incident that that really triggered everything. I had someone come and rent an office, mm-hmm. and they asked me, "Could they do an office blessing?" And I didn't really know what they meant, but I said, "There's no fire involved, is there?" <laughs> they said, "No." <laughs> so they had their pastor come in, and they had a little ceremony, and they blessed the new office. And I thought wow, they just brought their personal um, spiritual faith beliefs into their business. And it was the beginning for me of doing that same exact thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I had, a, I had a successful company. Things were going well. But in business, um, either you change and, and morph. Businesses don't just stay the same. They're either going up. You can you can you can coast for a little bit, but you're either going up or you're going down. Mm-hmm. So so every company has to work to stay relevant. So I wanted to rebrand the company and reposition the company to be more relevant, but also to really reflect our values. And that's what I'm often talking about in the small business uh, community: is how to lead a company um, and and live your values out loud. You know, we believe companies should be a force for good. We believe we should teach what we know, and we should help the next person along. That is my business model. That's what I actually do. So I was able, with this rebranding, to align my personal, spiritual, and business values into one cohesive business. And um, to say that I love what I do and I feel incredibly grateful to be on this journey is there there aren't words enough for me to express that mm-hmm. and that is without a doubt the result of getting quiet doing all that journaling letting my inner voice come out mm-hmm. and and like you said right brain left brain having functioning you know fully functioning and being open to where I was being led and what I find interesting about that is that there may be for many people, many of us out here, out there, that idea of aligning all of those things and putting it out there in a business environment, there may be some hesitation or some trepidation. But number one, it sounds like you that was not your experience at all. It sounds like it was also not your experience because of your alignment with your intuition and your spiritual guidance. And if I'm not mistaken, it also sounds like because of taking that step, it has been a major catalyst in your business as opposed to just being moving forward and being successful before. Are all of those statements true for you? Those statements are true, and um, at the core of what C3 Workplace is, is so uh, my faith is I'm a Christian, and as a Christian, we're called to disciple disciples. But how I live that out in my professional life is I'm raising up leaders that share my values, and I'm raising up businesses that share my values. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not having Christian conversations with everyone, Mm -hmm. but my values are absolutely um, based in my Christian beliefs. But it does open the door for that conversation as well. Um, and the truth is, 
if someone doesn't like what I'm doing, they are more than entitled to not like what I'm doing, and there is plenty out there for everyone. Sure. So I can't, I can't imagine that every person is going to agree with how I do business, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. As, and as I've said before, then they're just not my, just not my client or not my exactly. customer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So in your business and with what you do, what are you asked about most often? Um, well, what, what, what I'm asked about now most often is uh, how do I get better results, which is such a big question. And that's really one of the reasons when we rebranded, we added on the educational component. So because um, how do I produce better results, there's many layers to that question, and there's, there's many layers to that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we try to work with people where they are and help them to, um, they're often struggling with focus, very common for business owners to come to us because they're just doing too many things. And so it's really a matter of choosing, like anything else in life. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide exactly um, what makes the most sense. And, and my target market tends to be, um, they're often referred to as second stagers. These are people who are um, 45 and over. They perhaps had a corporate career And now they're reinventing themselves, and they want to have their own business. They want to stand for something. They want to live a little differently. Um, So uh, they often had a a professional skill set, but a professional skill set doesn't always translate to this is how you run a business. There's more to running a business than the professional skill set. So every time we're asked a question, um, if we don't already have it, solution we explore does it make sense to offer it as a solution and that's how the entire educational piece came out and uh, in particular a program that I teach called the earn more program mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that earn more program sure um, I, it's a seven-month program where I take a small group of business owners through the process of getting clear of what they need to do to produce better results and as I said it's a multi layered answers so we talk about finances we talk about target market we talk about marketing mix and then we get into what i believe accelerates growth which is how do you create raving fans how do you drive referrals where are your strategic partnerships and how can you expand your reach Um, and the thing that's amazing about the program is there's a high degree of accountability and um, the reason we do it over seven months is because these These uh, participants are, they have businesses, so they have to work in their business and they have to work on their business. Mm -hmm. And the seven months seems to be the right amount of time for them to be able to do both and and really, truly create new habits. Because if you've ever, you know, had to lose weight or were working out, it takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes new habits. And just like anything else, having a successful business or turning around a business means that you have to create a new set of habits, which comes back to what you're talking about, which is very often creating a new set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, it sounds like with the Earn More program that you have and just the setup of C3 Workplace, what was coming to my mind is 
Wow, this is this is professional coaching because of the the program but at the same time with the services that you provide what was coming to my mind was decluttering the mind and laser focusing the business absolutely so that all of that the stuff that um, can bog us down and the details can be taken uh, facilitated in some other way so we can what business owners what we often say is I want to do the work I want to actually be doing the work rather than this and that and this and that and that C3 workplace can help with that to create that laser focus on the work we can, and, and sometimes that's right for the business owner, and maybe we're helping someone form a team or grow a team. Mm. You know, at, th- at mm-hmm. this point, you know, I have been doing this for a long time. My company runs without me. That's often what my clients are trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of, a, kind of a fantastic thing to be able to, you know, vacation regularly and not worry about, you know, this morning I had nothing on my calendar, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take this morning off. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to have that structure, which can be accomplished in a number of different ways, so that you have this company that not only is, and everybody has different ideas on where they want their company to, to go. I don't believe that bigger is always better. Mm-hmm. I think it's about finding out what, what's right for you, what do you want, and what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Is there a process that you go through with uh, people in the Earn More program to establish those goals or at least um, allow your clients to connect with that? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we have an assessment process that we go through before we even accept someone into the program um, because this program isn't right for everyone, and I don't want to mislead anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also I offer a personal guarantee on the program. Um, if the participants show up and do what I tell them to do and they're not happy, I will give them their money back because I know the process works. So it's really um, making sure we're a good fit for each other. And then the seven modules of the program are very specifically laid out, and they layer on top of each other um, so that um, they're building their skill set and, and getting to that point even before the program is, um, is completed that they're, they're finding they're getting better results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You mentioned, and as I said in the went before you came on in the intro, that you um, blog and write from the beach, mm-hmm. and that your business basically runs itself. Which now I'm sure you you can understand why I wanted Donna on the show, um, <laughs> because this is a a way that she directed her life through. Obviously, mm-hmm. what the course that you followed, the way that you've mm-hmm. thought, how you have understood and perceived the experiences in your life. So if you blog and write from the beach, what do you do in your spare time, in your personal time? What do you enjoy to do, doing outside of your work life? What a great question. Um, I love traveling. I love reading. Um, I love the opera. Um, I enjoy my six-month-old golden retriever. Um, mm-hmm. taking walks with my little golden retriever. Um, I have a 13-year-old granddaughter, and I love spending time with her and with my children. Um, we live just outside of uh, New York, and we often go into New York, whether it's to see a play or um, grab a meal or just take a walk. We've done that as well. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and the the truth is, you know, the the blogging from the beach and and the concept of having a company that runs itself. There's been, you know, over the years, I've heard so many people talk about work life balance, and I personally don't believe work life balance exists. What I choose to live out in my um, in my life is work life integration. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I can go to Mexico for a week and, you know, hang out. And, and I can also take time. And, you know, I'm in that generation where my, my children are older. Um, not that they don't still need help and guidance, but my in-laws uh, need help. So, you know, that's something else that I, that I do in my spare time is I, I, I help my, uh, my mother-in-law with things that she has going on in her life. So family is always, you know, a central, a central point for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So in in thinking back to when you first went out on your own when your kids were young. To mm-hmm. me that that's to me just because of the the clients that I work with and the people that I speak with, that's a very sensitive time. Um and for women and men to either embark on something new or a career change, uh, making even a job change can be very, um, can be filled with anxiety. So what advice would you give to somebody either stepping out into the workforce um, with kids at home or making a job change or a career change or starting a new business? Someone who's considering taking a leap of of any kind, professional or or even mm-hmm. personal, what would what advice would you give to someone? Hmm. Um, be clear on why you're doing it. Mm. Uh, make sure that that why you're doing it um, is aligned with what you're doing. Um, I think, as far as for me, taking a leap uh, for for me uh, taking a leap to open the business was. Um, I knew I had experience and success in doing what I was doing. Um, I took a course, so get outside counsel is the other thing I would say. Mm. Whatever, whatever your blocks are, there are people out there that can help you with it. So I took a course in how to write a business plan because I didn't necessarily know how to do that. Um, and from a business perspective, um, I think it's important to uh, write that business plan because it is your roadmap to success. Um, I don't believe that just having an idea is ever the way to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I also often hear people say, you know, uh, follow your passion and open your business. And, you know, you really can't take passion to the bank, so you really need mm-hmm. a business plan. Mm-hmm. You can monetize your passion mm-hmm. by getting clear on your why and making sure that that's incorporated into your business. And hopefully I've conveyed the fact that I do that. Um, so I think taking a leap of faith is different for every person. I don't think I would be an entrepreneur if I wasn't somewhat comfortable with risk from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just innate for me. Um, but whatever your process is, weigh the pros and cons. Um, get quiet. Listen to that inner voice. Um and I think that in life, if you can combine some data with good instincts, that's some some good. Uh, that's a good combination for decision making. It has been for me. Hmm. Excellent advice. Thank you for that. So, what is next for Donna? 
Oh, what a great question. Uh, I'm currently working on what's next. Um, I will be, my goal is to step further and further away from the day-to-day operations of C3 Workplace. I would very much love to build out the educational component. In fact, um, the Earn More program is now fully virtual, so perhaps next we talk, I will have a global program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what I want my legacy to be. I really want my legacy to be about helping other people to do what I have done. And uh, so I'm working on what that will look like. I'm not the retiring type. I really love what I do, but I want to be able to do the parts that I love the most. I mm-hmm. want to be able to do them part-time, and I want to be able to do them from anywhere. And I will do that. I will plan that. I will put that plan in place, and it will happen. Um, and that is my confidence in my thoughts becoming reality. It's confidence in my own skill set, but it's also confidence in my belief that I and anyone can create the future that they want. And it sounds like, I mean, just from hearing you talk, that that next component for you, you can already see it, you can feel it, you can hear it, all of your senses are involved in that. So with that, it's it's already done. It's already done, which makes that's the, the thought proceeding form. So you'll be doing the educational component from wherever and Mm -hmm. enjoying that part of your life and Mm -hmm. the things that you're already enjoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether it's being a speaker, I recently launched um, a TV internet show and that was part of my vision was I wanted a TV show. Um, I... I when I rebranded all that journaling that I did, it, like you said, it was engaging all my senses mm-hmm. to just um, paint a white sheet of what this was going to look like and what the rest of my life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And you know, for for those of us in the past, at this point in my life, I understand obviously that the thoughts precede the form and that the positive thinking and getting. I mean, I do hypnotherapy, so getting the whole. The, the thoughts, the vision, the, what you see, what you hear, and where you feel it in your body, all of that experience helps, helps to uh, make, make it all real because it resonates. It resonates internally as well as what comes to be externally. And I think it's um, the opportunity to, for people to understand that if you can do that with smaller things just a few times, then I hate to say that we that we need evidence, but we as humans almost need that evidence to see that taking small steps of thinking positively and believing in something and feeling it with your throughout your core, and then watching it happen to see that just a few times gives the impetus is the catalyst for doing that with bigger, larger things in your life that can help direct life as you want it to go. Would you agree with that? I completely agree with that. In fact, I believe that if um, our listeners would find that place to get quiet, I believe that they will be able to see where it's already happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what a great spot for, for us to, to wrap up the show. Don, I want to thank you very much for, for joining me tonight. Uh, before we leave, I just wanted to share 
a story which I shared probably a year ago, a very short story um, about beliefs. And the story goes like this. Two wolves. It's a story about the two wolves. It's a Cherokee Indian legend, and it illustrates the most important battle of our lives, the one between our good and bad thoughts. And here's how it goes. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, replied, the one that you feed. So our thoughts can be our worst enemy, and that is if we let them. You'll find that the answer is that, they're, that you have the choice on how you think, cultivating the practice of gratitude. And the more often you practice that, it becomes part of who you are, an impulse, an instinctive reaction that you won't need to even think about because it will become part of your character. In closing, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. That's from Jim Rohn. I'd like to so thank true. my sponsor. I'd like to thank Donna Miller from C3 Workplace. Thank you for joining me, Donna, and I'd like to thank you for listening in. Set your calendar and tune in next week live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.